0: Welcome back to another episode of Podcast on 5th Ave. She is Taylor Haas. I'm Jenna Harner. Taylor, as we're recording this, there is one game left in the regular season. It does not feel real starting off. It just does not feel like we're at the end of the season. I feel like we just started. I feel like like if you told me, it was like, oh, yeah, we're in like January-ish. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you, you think back to like when the season started and I, I
1: don't know, it just feels like, oh my God, this is never going to end. I'm like, all right, we just got to get through 10 games eight times. And then you get to 20, 20 games into the season. I'm like, all right, we got to do this four more times and then we're done. <laughs> and now, yeah, now there's only one game left. It, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel real until the, the playoffs start.
0: No, it's crazy. We're about a week-ish out from playoffs Um, By the time you're listening to it, it'll be way less than a week because they start – I keep mixing it up. They start May 2nd, and in my mind, I keep – it is a Monday. It is a Monday. I keep saying it's a Tuesday. So Monday, May 2nd, Tuesday, May 3rd, um, that will be when the playoffs start. We'll talk about that and who the Penguins could potentially face in a little while. But first off, the last two games the Penguins have played have both been losses. They've both been multi-goal losses – to the Flyers and the Oilers. And now it's going to be really interesting to kind of see how the uh, end of the season shakes out here because Washington, the Caps, right behind them, they could leapfrog them for that third-place spot. But let's first just talk about, I mean, oof. The Flyers game and the Oilers game were uh, not the prettiest for the Penguins, and that might be putting it a little bit lightly.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Flyers, they've had a bad season to begin with, but then, I mean, you look at the the, the guys that were out for them. I mean, first of all, Claude Drew is gone. Um, yeah. You know, Cam York done for the year. Like, Carter Hart done for the year. The, the, uh, and the, the, they're down so many key guys. And it, it felt like it was going to be an easy game going into it. Sullivan did say, you know, in the pregame, you know, caution against that—that that, you know, any team can beat anyone. There's still so much talent, and you know, there's a different kind of challenge that time of year when there's so many young guys on the team fighting for spots. It's just a different kind of challenge. You know, they're playing loose. There's nothing to play for. So, it, but I mean, to lose the the way they did, uh, Crosby scores the only goal—the six-on-five goal late, but. It, they were just not in it at all from the beginning. At no point did it feel like they had control of the game. Um, no. I can't remember what the shot total and, and that was, but it was it was pretty bad. And you look at like the heat map, and they they were allowing so many goals from the high, da- so many shots from the high danger areas of the ice. Um, Louis Domingue was fine. I mean, that was his second uh, start since uh, his first game of the season as the, the Sharks, but uh, he was fine. The the first goal it, it was just like a scramble where they were able to get like, you know, like four shots, you know, back to back to back. And then one of the rebounds finally went in hard to fault him a whole lot on that. And then the, the two goals after that were back the same exact thing, you know, deflections and completely like unchallenged deflections. That would be more on the defenseman. Like they should be clearing the crease. It's not Louis's job to clear the crease. You know he was doing a good job of trying, like physically shoving guys out. Like he he can get aggressive. Um, Yeah, he was hard on himself after. He's like, you know, when you get scored on twice the same way, it's a sign that it's something you need to work on. But he was fine. I mean, you can't fault him for that. It I just they need to be better defensively. I mean, against a team like the Flyers, but it just wasn't good.
0: (laughs) No, and it was one of those games too. It's like okay, the way after they uh, after the way they played in Detroit, you were like, all right. This should be a game they go in, you know, it's a back-to-back, so you assume that they're going to be a little tired in that sense. But go in and, you know, deploy all four lines and carry over what you did against Detroit. And we just didn't see that. And then so you think, okay, fine, you had the bad loss in Philly. You wipe it off the page. You have a couple days. You're going to come back. You're going to play a really solid Edmonton team with the high power intensity that we know that they bring. Obviously, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, all all of these – really talented guys and you think okay you'll come into this you're you know they'll rise to the occasion a little bit knowing what's at stake here and that game went the way that game did too yeah I mean it just
1: felt like there was no no pushback um at all and (laughs) you gotta feel bad for Jason Zucker so he he left that game in the first period with an injury we didn't see what happened um the okay. Penguins didn't practice on Wednesday so no kind of update yet Thursday they, they have a practice at uh, 11 am so we should get some kind of update but you know they went into that game with new line combinations you know Russ back up on the top line um McGinn up to the second line with uh Malkin and Raquel and Zucker was going to be on on Carter's you know uh Carter's wing on the third line but Um, with Kapanen on the other wing but then you know he goes down so early in the game they really you know they are shuffling things around for the rest of the the game Heinen got moved up to the third line they they were pretty much rolling you know three lines you know uh, so it's it's hard to assess the new line combinations because you know you didn't see a whole lot of it Um, and I mean you, you think you want some consistent consistency with the line combinations going into the playoffs, but you know, you also do want to use this time to experiment with any last looks at, you know, stuff like, you know, begin Malkin Raquel that you didn't get a chance to see earlier. Cause I mean, you bring a new guys, they haven't been healthy a lot, you know, the during the season, but you didn't get a whole lot of chances to look at it. But, um, I mean, no one really looked good in that game, honestly. Um, other than Andy Socher, in the, like the video, shout out to Andy Socher and the Penguins, uh, yeah. ops, guys, yeah. nice. the video coaches, no. the only ones that showed up. That was, I think, the first time I read that um, they had they challenged two goals in a game and had them come back. in, in, in Penguins history. The one was Derek Broussard's empty netter with like two minutes left. And it's like, they weren't going to come back. But um, Mm -hmm. I I mean, props to the video, you know, coaches for being on that. And at the point when it doesn't matter, it's an empty net. Just can't let Derek Broussard score in Pittsburgh, I guess. But um, no, but yeah, he was the video coaches. They were the only ones that showed up for, for that game.
0: The fact that I I loved – I think you were the one that tweeted this, that it was like they have uh, overturned more goals than the Penguins scored.
1: Yeah, Jeff Card was the only goal in that game. So, yeah, Andy Socher, too. Penguins
0: won. Andy Socher, too. Penguins won. I love it. And something to – in the last two games that we've seen is that, I mean, technically Jeff Gardner's goal came right as a power play expired. So sure. In theory, you can, it's qualified as a five on five goal, but situationally in these last two games, you didn't have any true, true. I'll put that with an asterisk five on five goals where you enter the zone, you work things around and Hey, you get a deflection that gets tipped. Hey, we had a really hard shot. Like you can't have that going into the playoffs, especially against one of the two teams you're going to face, who have high-powered and high-scoring offenses. Yeah, you're.
1: It's. I know people say you know you're not. There's not as many calls in the playoffs. Um, I, I believe someone looked into it and like actually like did. Over the past three years, I think there's actually a slight uptick in like power plays or, or penalties called in the playoffs. I think there's just perception that nothing gets called because if there is a missed call, it's gonna be talked about a whole lot more in the playoffs. And maybe there actually are more infractions missed in the playoffs because guys are you know going harder in like those battle areas where those kind of stick infractions happen that kind of stuff. But yeah, you but you can't rely on just getting you know power plays in the and um, I mean, they, or the six on five, you know, it's it just it's just not good. And again, there's only one game to figure this all out. And it's yeah, the, the five on five goals are the problem. They don't we, we don't really know what the line combinations are going to look like at five on five. Like I said, you know, they haven't had a lot of time to figure it out, so not
0: good. Yeah, it's uh, that's a little bit rough. Now we do kind of have things a little bit more narrowed down in terms of who the Penguins will likely face. Um, it's either going to end up being the Rangers, again, starting on the road, or if Washington does leapfrog them for that third place in the Metro and the Penguins fall to the wild card position, they could go to number one seed Florida, which uh, I don't know, which is the lesser of two evils in your mind because – Yeah,
1: it, it's not going to be easy either way. Now, you look at the regular season series. They went one and three against the Rangers. Those three losses were – all last month, pretty bad. They matched up a little better against the the Panthers in the regu- in the regular season. They went one, one, and one. Um, yep. The the first two games happened pretty early in the season. I mean, the first game was the second game of the season, so it, it's been a while. I don't think it's gonna be an easy matchup either way. I mean, you're running either to Shostak and a Bobrovsky, and the Penguins are coming in with probably Casey to Smith because Jari's still not skating. They're going to be the underdog either way. I think if you have to pick, I would say Florida, because you, you think about, you know, like Tampa a couple of years ago when Tampa was that dominant in the regular season. They came in with so much pressure, and then they, they get swept in the first round by Columbus. No one saw that coming. And I think a team yeah. like that, you know, they have to go through adversity before they can actually, you know. You know, Tampa, they get swept. They come back. You know, stronger than they win two cups in a row. So I think you know a team like Florida, they haven't really been through that kind of adversity with this group. So I, I, yeah. I would go Florida just because you know of that, and because if you look at the the regular season matchup, they definitely did not match up good against the Rangers in the, last month. So that's
0: my pick. no, and I no, I'm with you. I, I I would go Florida too, just because again the Penguins in the playoffs against Bobrovsky. I think the history there just kind of goes to goes to show a little bit and you know as much as that for a goalie isn't really going to be in his head it probably is going to be a little bit yes Florida can score a bunch but they've also allowed a decent amount and yes they did just have their 13 game win streak snapped again they're playing really, really well, but I, I don't know. I just I think the Rangers just the matchup to the way that they like to play, the style of game that they like to play. They've stifled the Penguins so much in the regular season. But then again, too, you gotta sometimes just throw out the regular season records because we saw the Penguins were six and two against the Islanders in the regular season last year and look what happened.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I do think Florida at this point is the more likely uh, matchup because the Capitals do have a game in hand. The Penguins just have the yep. one game left against Columbus. Um, the The Caps have game they've games against the two New York teams. Um, the Rangers, yeah. well, it's a meaningless game from them. They're they're locked into that number two seed. You you figure they might rest some of their key guys, um, and then the Islanders, obviously, not making the playoffs, so. Um, if the Capitals win both those games, it doesn't matter if the Penguins do against come this Friday. The Capitals will overtake the Penguins in the standings, and the Penguins will fall to the wild card, face the Panthers. So I think that's what's coming up, and I, don't know, I think that might be what you want to have happen. I don't think you want either of these to happen, but of the two. Florida.
0: Yeah, if you, had to, if you had to pick one, which one looks less intense I would go with I mean but even then again I don't even want to say intense because the Florida Panthers have looked really good so again you want to guess a little more of the unchallenged the unproven where we know the Rangers are good but looking at Shosturkin and um, Georgiev too I mean they don't have a lot of playoff experience either so you can kind of look at that but also the way Shosturkin has been playing this year I mean it's just like it doesn't entirely matter until he proves you wrong type thing
1: yeah it's gonna be tough either way um Penguins they they talked about yesterday how they need to find their confidence build up confidence in this last game against Columbus but then Kapanen he was also asked you know has doubt crept into the room and he said no they they believe they have a good team they think they can make a run so I don't know it's gonna be a tough battle
0: it'll be a tough battle either way and uh when we're talking with you guys next week games will have already happened which is insane we'll get there in a little bit we're going to take a quick break uh and when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about some uh league-wide stuff uh masterton nominees and uh why the world is against vegas stick with us on podcast on fifth app we'll be right back Welcome back to Podcast on 5th Ave. She is Taylor. I am Jenna. And we are moving on to more league-wide stuff. Um, Earlier this week, uh, the Masterton Trophy nominees from every team were announced. Brian Boyle is the uh, Penguins nominee. Not surprising at all. Taylor, I mean, just getting to know Brian Boyle this year has just been an honor. He's, He's just such a genuine guy. He really, really, really is.
1: Yeah, he, it was a, a no-brainer for him to be the Masters nominee. That's something that the the Hockey Writers Association we vote on. Each city um, votes for you know a guy from from the team they cover, and then they go on to you know the league wide voting. And Boyle, he was a uh, near unanimous. Um, he got almost every single vote from Pittsburgh, except for one that went to Evan Rodriguez. Uh, <laughs> but Brian Boyle. Lovely. yeah just just an easy uh really easy vote i mean he like you said he's just such a like a great guy to talk to he's by far the best talker on the team you can tell he actually like he's not giving you cliches you know you can ask him a question and he'll like sometimes he'll give an answer that's it's like two minutes long and it's <laughs> so well thought out and um yeah. he's, he's, he's just a great guy to talk to and it, that was, it was you know great talking to him after um you know the, the nominee was was picked we uh, four of us got to talk to him ahead of time for, for a story about um just him being the nominee and you look at I mean what the last two years have been like for him um I mean not playing at all last year just training on his own hoping for hoping to be able to make an NHL roster again this year and then he comes on in a PTO earns a contract um and I mean he I think you look back at training camp when you know when he came in I think you thought maybe you Okay, thirteenth forward, you carry him around. Maybe you can go if you you can probably send him down to Wilkesbury if needed. He's not gonna get claimed. He's he's just a good depth option, but he's played in like sixty something games. Like he's been for the most part a regular in the lineup in ten goals. I mean Sullivan did say, you know, offensively he has defied their expectations. They did not expect to get that kind of output from him offensively, but um Boyle I did ask him you know and we were talking after you know he got the nomination if he's defied his own expectations for his game and he said no he said you, you have to believe in yourself and he's he, you know he said he didn't want to sound cocky but you know he he believed he thought he still had this in him and um just a, a great story from him and you know the stuff with his, his family his his family's not living here for most of the year they're back in Hingham Massachusetts and I mean, his he uh, his wife gave birth to their son back in January, and I don't. know, You look at yeah, just everything he's had to go through. He he did um, uh, talk about. So he has that's his third kid. Uh, he has Bella, who turns five next month, and then um, Declan, who turns seven. And I mean, last time he played in the NHL, you know, two years ago before this, you know, that Declan was not quite at the age yet where he really knew what his dad did or was into hockey. I think he said, or like, you know, playing hockey himself. Uh, Boyle said that, you know, going back to the beginning of last year, Declan's favorite part of hockey was like the getting the snacks after, like, but he hated going to the rink. He was afraid to go to the rink. And so he said, you know, taking that year off, he was able to really watch his son get into hockey. And now that Boyle is back on an NHL team, Declan, he's almost seven. He knows what's going on. Um, He's a huge fan. His favorite player is Sidney Crosby. I remember Boyle said earlier in the year, he he gave his son, you know, a Penguins jersey and he saw the disappointment in his face when he turned it around and it said Boyle 11 and not Crosby, but... um, Yeah, he said, you know, when his his kids are, you know, around the team, like, his kid will just go right up to Crosby, even if Crosby's in street clothes, like, he knows him, and it's because Mm -hmm. his son, who's, yeah, six, turns seven next month, he has the Penguins app on his iPad, and he watches, like, the post-game interviews, like, just listening to what everyone has to say, so um, great, great stuff from him and his family, yeah, definitely a, a deserving guy, for sure.
0: That kid is going places too. No, definitely, definitely incredibly deserving. What, what a guy too, you know, just there, there are athletes that you get to interview in this job that you truly enjoy talking to. And again, like you said, you know, you're not going to get a cliche canned answer. He's always been so honest. He's always been, you know, through when they win big and when they lose big, you know, he seems like he's just always so consistent. So incredibly deserving. Um, some other guys across the league too that you know you you think more likely probably are going to tend to be some front runners here. Carey Price for the Montreal Canadiens. I mean his journey, um, you know, going to saying I need to sit, take some time, step away, go to rehab. Um, take care of some stuff internally and then him being able to come back and play. I mean, that's just phenomenal what he did. Uh, Kevin Hayes of the flyers um, just, you know, going through adversity, just the truly tragic story with him losing his brother, Jimmy, um, and the impact that that had on not only him, but the hockey world itself. I mean, some of these guys just, Again, I think a lot of people forget sometimes, too, they're people and they go through things that we all go through in our lives and just they still have to, you know, go to their jobs every day and play professional hockey. I, I can't imagine some of the mental toll that takes on some of these guys. So um, incredibly, incredibly deserving for anybody who wins. But, um, you know, you'd like to think that some of those guys and Boyle might be some front runners, too. Um, who else? There was one that I that sticks. Oh, Ryan gets laugh for the Ducks, um, with this being his final season too, and just kind of the mark he's made on that franchise. I mean, any of these guys that wins it just the, feels very fitting. Feels very deserving for any of them.
1: Yeah, but and Boyle won this before back in 2018 with with the Devils. Back when he was um, dealing with cancer, he he won it, and I mean, he was an All Star that year. He had a you know he he missed some time. Um, after he got that diagnosis and then he came back, had a great season and he won it. And he said, you know, he he follows, you know, the, the Masterton, the nominees, who wins it every year too. And he said, it, it's always just so inspiring every year to see um, these guys, their, their stories, what they, you know, come back from. He mentioned, you know, like Craig Anderson, Craig Anderson missed time when his wife had cancer the year before, that was 2017. Um yeah. So, I mean, Oscar Lindblom, another guy who had cancer. He had it, you know, last year. Um, there's, there's, there's a bunch of yeah, just stories like that. And then yeah, some, some team. Jack Johnson's nominee for Colorado. That's just a, uh, I kind of because he has had a bounce back year. Some of these, it it, it is just kind of a weird award because it's it's a mix of like guys who have gone through some you know really tough stuff like losses and you know deaths and or. Earth- Coming back from injury, but then it's also kind of like a comeback player award if because what, what the penguins nominee last year is Casey to Smith and he was really just like kind of like a comeback thing. But Jack yeah. Johnson, the nominee for Colorado. There there are a couple guys like that around the league, but yeah, a bunch of deserving guys. Hello, old friend.
0: Jack Johnson. <laughs> Jack Johnson.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But neither here nor there. Um the the league is, I don't even want to say the league, but fans seem to just be rooting to see Las Vegas out of the playoffs. And I'll admit, I have a little more bias, not even internally, but just like my Twitter feed, because coming from Buffalo, everyone in Buffalo. Well, first of all, they're in a little bit of a torn thing because they're like, we don't want to root for Dallas because of what Dallas did to the, us potentially winning the cup back in the nineties. However, <laughs> we do not want to see Eichel win and they don't want to, that, that breakup just didn't go well. Um, everyone's kind of like waiting for the shoe drop here.
1: Yeah. You just, it's amazing. The turnaround, like, you know, they came in, it's kind of like the league darlings and everyone loved oh Vegas God. and, you know, such a great Cinderella story, their first year making it to the cup final. And now it's like, everyone hates them. And it's a lot of it is because I think it's just, they don't know how to manage people. Um, yeah. You know, you look back. Flurry, the way Flurry Flurry found out he got traded on Twitter, or you know, like that. That, and then just the mess with Robin Leonard lately. If that's you know, Emily Kaplan broke that. You know, he was going to have season. He was going to shut it down of surgery. Yep. And then Pete DeBoer was like asked about it the next day and he's like, nah, he's backing up tomorrow. He's, he's not getting surgery. And then it was like the, it was like the day after that he, then yeah, he, the the ve- Vegas announced he had surgery. So is that like a disconnect where, you know, the, the GM or the doctors or whatever didn't tell DeBoer or was that DeBoer just being like, no, nah, you're not having it. It's just such a weird situation. And, I, it just seems like there's like a, a couple instances like that of, you know, different players, the way they leave Vegas n- not in a great way. They don't know how to manage people. And you say it's the fans. It sounds like around the league, too, because you go back to, I mean, probably one of the biggest games of the season for them so far. San Jose, when they were playing San Jose, you know, they're up San Jose. San Jose comes back. They, they tie it in the last second of regulation, and then they go on to win it in the shootout. Um Timo Meyer was the guy who scored the goal to force overtime for the Sharks, and he said after, he's getting texts from guys around the league being like, "You guys gotta not, you know, win against Vegas, smack them, you know, cut their their playoff chances down." So it seems like just around the league, no one likes Vegas anymore. But I mean, you can't say
0: it's not deserved. No, that turned so quick, and <laughs> I had to I had to chuckle a little bit because again, Buffalo, um, everybody there just rooting for uh, them to not make the playoffs. But there's this company in Buffalo called Twenty Six Shirts, and I love what they do. But they kind of capitalize on sports in the moment, you know, whatever's happening with the Bills, the Sabers, the Bandits, the um, Buffalo Bisons, the Toronto Blue Jays affiliate, and we talked about this, I think when it happened, but the video that went viral of Jack Eichel's reaction when it was like post-game interview um, after his first time coming back to Buffalo and playing in Buffalo. And so there was a point in that video where he was like, huh, Hmm, really? So in Buffalo, let me see if I can pull this up here. They have made a shirt and they're donating all of the, uh, um, proceeds to, like, a pediatric cancer fund in Buffalo, which I love. Um, but the shirt is, huh, <laughs> huh, really? <laughs> it like spot, So you just had to just get a chuckle a little bit, capitalize on the moment.
1: Yeah, he, he hasn't been really living up to expectations either. Now, he is also coming off of, you know, next surgery. I, I yeah. believe I also read he's dealing with maybe, like, a thumb injury too. But, you know, mm. they're not getting what, I guess, I think they thought they were going to get out of Jack Eichel to finish this season, but uh, just uh, crazy stuff out in Vegas. But yeah, it's when they're playing the Sharks, it's, it's so many people in my time. now I'm not following one of the Sabres fans, but you know, they're everyone's rooting for the Sharks and you know, the, the stars when they play the stars, um, the stars are capitalizing off of that. You know, about how everyone is now suddenly a stars fan because the stars could knock them out, but I don't know. I, I saw like Vegas tweeted like that game. Like, all right, who's with us? Like, no, nobody's with you anymore. No. <laughs> it's, it's a complete one eighty. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like it, most of it probably has to do with how how Flurry left Vegas um, and how, how they got rid
0: of him it just wasn't right. But no, uh, how dare they do that to Mark Flurry, the Mark Andre Flurry? The people of Pittsburgh still rightfully frustrated about that. Yeah. We'll, say, we'll say that. Well, we're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, we have some uh, flyers and Hextall drama. And Taylor has a another story for us. So stick with us on podcast on Fifth Ave. We'll be right back. And welcome back to podcast on Fifth Ave. Taylor. You were in Philadelphia this past weekend for the Penguins-Flyers game this past Sunday, and you put a tweet out because you noticed something in the press box.
1: Yeah, so when we were there in January, I did take a picture, you know, along the back wall in the press box. It's a bunch of pictures of current former Flyers, um, guys like, you know, who recently gone, like Nolan Patrick's up there, but then, you know, all-time Flyers and then also current guys. Um, I guess maybe not Ker- Carter Hart, Stanley Curran guy, but... Um, and Ron Hextall was one of them. And I was, like, so I took a picture and I tweeted it back in January. Like, I recognize that guy. It's a picture of him, like, after a fight. Like, he has his jersey off, but... Um, uh, and I remembered where it was on the wall just because it was directly behind where the visiting media sits. Um, so when we were just there, I, I went to... I was going to, like, take a picture of it again or something, and it's gone. It, and I'm oh. like... It's just an empty space. It's like they took the picture frame down. Uh, they didn't even replace it. And I'm like, oh, did they swap out, like, all like are all these – are any of these photos new? Or, like, I was like, did they move them? And I, I pulled up the picture. I tweeted back in January. And I was like, oh, no, these are all the same pictures. They took down the one. And it's like they're all in the same picture frame, like, put up at the same time. It's not like, oh, the hex top picture was, you know – Old frame, they got to replace that. No, they that had to have just been them, like being petty. And I was like, what could have happened? It's not like Hextall said anything at like the Flyers since then. But it, we talked about what happened. But like Bobby Clark's comments about Hextall and just kind of some bad blood between them. I'm like, is that is that what happened? Like it, it, like that kind of was the final nail, and then. Because, it's, again, it's, you know, guys that have recently moved on and are playing for, for other teams now, and, and their, their pictures are still up. Um, so it's not like when, a, when a, guy and a guy leaves, they take his picture down. But, I mean, Hextall, they haven't had a good goaltender since Hextall played there. And for nope. them to take his picture down, it was crazy to me.
0: I want to know, like, the details behind this. We need, like, an yeah. inside source. Did they take it down, like, just for that game? And then put it back up.
1: I, I so I, the two I know two women who, who work for the uh, I think it's the Philly Enquirer. I, I did text them after and it's like, hey, what's going on with this Hextel photo coming out? And they're like, oh, that's who it was. Like I guess it's been on for a little bit, and they, you know, they, they didn't realize which one it was. But yeah, but <laughs> as the Ron Hexel, because I was looking around for, it, I was like, did they move it? No.
0: Like did they switch it? That's the
1: only one they took down. It's like Hexel hasn't said anything about the flyers at no. all like no. it's not like he's i don't know it's just like when i don't know what you 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 dump your boyfriend and gets like a new girlfriend and like then you're mad at no it's like no you you dumped him he can do that like yeah. <laughs> they fired they fired him like
0: he's allowed but, to move on
1: yeah i don't but it seems like that's that's what happened but just um i don't know pettiness it seems like i don't know yeah. Bobby Clark, I think he's based in Florida. But so I, cause I was like, was Bobby Clark like just sick of looking at like Ron Hextall's face? I don't know how often he is in town. But
0: um, um, Bobby Clark like go up to that picture and be like, rue the day. Yeah.
1: But uh, crazy stuff out of, out of Philly. Just, I don't know, very amusing. You know,
0: it, it, it's very on brand for Philadelphia. Very incredibly, incredibly on brand. And know. now you have a story. And whenever you tell me this, whenever, like, we're going through our free <laughs> show notes, I get super pumped because, again, you delivered last time with uh, playing Quiz Up with Patrick Laine, So Yeah.
1: Yeah, this – I don't think this lives up to – I should have saved the Patrick Line story for another – like, I can't, you can't open with that. No, so- this one, I mean, it's more just a, like, you know – me and my friends, it's not a, anything like any specific player, whatever. But um, I was looking at my time hop the you know, on Facebook, and, and 11 years ago today, Wednesday, was um, the Game 7 against the Lightning in, in, in 2011. So the Penguins lost that game. They got knocked out um, first round. Um, and so you go back to 2011. The Penguins, they have their... So I, okay, like we're not you're not we're not fans of the team now. You're not a fan of the team you cover. Reporters aren't fans, but obviously grew up a Penguins fan, um, and my best friend was a Penguins fan too. And the Penguins they had they had a mobile club back then where you sign up and you would get texts like you know, and one they would do before every game was you know if you're the five thousandth person to re- respond with puck, you get two tickets to the game. Yeah. Um So. Uh, my friend always res- responded to those. We wouldn't get it. And then, so, it's it's the morning of, of game seven. I'm, I'm a junior in high school this time. I think I'm in band. Now, they don't send out the mobile club text. They, uh, you know, saying, you know, respond like bolts or whatever it was. Um, they tweet it. And Twitter was not big back then. This is 2011. So Yeah. Like, I, I res- you know, normally you would respond back to the, the the text and it would be over right away. But they tweeted, they didn't send out the text. So I'm in band in, you know, my junior high school and I respond and I notice the number low. And then I get back to my next class, it's English, and my friend is in that class who's a Penguins fan. is like, hey, did you text? Did you see the tweet? And then she does it. Um, and it's still pretty low. And this is like, you know, an hour later. And so it's going up pretty slowly we, we, we gather so then we're asking people around us you know every you know i don't know like 10 minutes like can you text this number for us and then tell us the number you get back and so we're we're charting all of this like okay it's going up this you know we're making like graphs like we're going up it's showing up this much like this slowly and like i'm texting you know you can only text at one time too so it's like you gotta find people so i'm like i'm texting my dad my dad's at work i'm like hey can you text this number tell me the number you get back and, I'm, and he's having like his work friends and so we're gathering all this data and then so we're like, okay, if it keeps going up, you know, this kind of rate um, around this time is when we should get to like, it was like 6,000 or whatever. So we're, we keep doing this throughout the day. Um, and we get to my third period, it's earth science, which earth science backs it. it was It's like a standard science class, but my, m- me and my, my friend who's a Penguins fan and then another friend. We were like the AP kids, and so what they would do, they would they would give us our work for the week and send us to like another room somewhere in the school. So we were just we, we were totally unsupervised. Love that. And so that's around when this time was, and we you know we would all do our work the first day, like for the whole week on the first day and just have the week to, the rest of the week to ourselves like free period. Yes. So it's it's that, and we're doing this, and we're getting like other people to text, and it's getting around to be that time, and we're like okay um and like the the is the checking out so we're like and we're running out of people so we go to like an art room down the hall and we're like and you know there's a bunch of people they're working on something we're like hey can everyone uh text this number for us like right now um right now and the what one of the girls we were friends within the in the art class like screamed she's like it says like one and we're like yes oh my god like our, our math all at all it paid off And so, you know, and she, you know, she she doesn't want to go to the game. She's not a, you know, Penguins fan, but so, but my friend and I who have been doing all this work all day, you know, we answer the call and we give them our name, you know, we get two tickets to game seven. Now, slight problem. We're in Baltimore, (laughs) like four, four hours away. We're 16. We can't drive. Like (laughs) we don't have our licenses. Um, So, I mean, when we got the tickets, I called my dad. I'm like, "We gotta go to Pittsburgh tonight." My, but like, my dad's in D.C. My dad is my dad's at work. He works with the FBI in D.C. at the time, um, so he leaves the work. We have we have one more class left in the day, U.S. history, and we can't focus on you You know, <laughs> like we're like we're going to the Penguins game tonight. But um, so my dad leaves the work early. The FBI in D.C. comes picks us up. You know, from school in Baltimore, drives us to. Uh, Pittsburgh, we get to Pittsburgh like for for warm ups. Um, so we oh I that, that was my first game at um, what was then Con- Consol Energy Center, now PPG Paints Arena, because it did just open that season. But that, so that was my first my first game there. But yeah, I, they lost. I, I think it was one nothing. Crosby, um, oh. Malkin, they, they they were out that that whole series but I don't know it was it, it was a fun time got to see um Alexi Kovalev was on the team that at oh that time God, the right second co- Kovalev was my favorite player growing up I remember um I don't really traded for him from Ottawa, like for the you know to bring him back the second time. He was not good the second time. They were no. calling him Alex by them. So I don't know. He was better when he was Alexi, but <laughs> but just it, it was just such a funny experience. I and mean, I mean, we only get two tickets. My dad had to drive us. My dad didn't go to the game. My dad watched at the the big screen like across the street. Oh but, no, um, Dad. Yeah, all that all that work we did. Yeah, but that, that's all we did in school that day in, in English, you know, band and earth science. We're charting the, the the Penguins mobile club, you know, the and it worked.
0: It paid words, off. We're doing all the
1: math, like making graphs, and <laughs> yeah, and we got we got the
0: tickets. So, if you ask me, that's a school day well spent.
1: Yeah, it's uh definitely yeah, definitely worth it, but yeah, just just a, a crazy story <laughs> to win Game Seven tickets by, yeah. Just, because they tweeted out and no one really followed them on twitter at that time and we're like okay we can if we if we work hard enough we can do this
0: <laughs> that was dedication honestly
1: yeah. yeah
0: that was straight up dedication and it i really respect it.
1: <laughs> thank you what are my one of my uh, achieve my best achievements in, in school uh
0: <laughs> to do all that very, math
1: to win penguins tickets
0: <laughs> you you should be very proud that I was uh that's a, they need a trophy for that <laughs> we really do
1: but yeah, just uh, cool memories. Yeah, I, because I, my, you know, my, my time hop, you know, popped up and it just back then on Facebook, you actually supposed like statuses like like it was Twitter and it's like a constant like stream of like what we were doing and like all these like when we finally won. But um, I remember like we bought like our friends that helped us like shirts while we were up there, like uh, you know, like the out T-shirts and all. Like really not penguins fans, but it's like we got to do something for them. But,
0: but you, but you guys helped us out, so we appreciate
1: that's my story
0: yeah I love it well crazy to think that this time next week we will be talking about I would guess at least two playoff games one or two depending on when the penguins actually start yeah oh my gosh crazy 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 (laughs) what a week ahead it is going to be well we'll wrap things up for this week next week we go into playoff mode so get stoked get pumped um follow us listen to us subscribe write a five-star review we like good reviews um <laughs> wherever you get your podcasts apple spotify and there's a bunch of other ones that i should be on and aware of but i'm not so definitely uh anywhere you get your podcasts tune in and listen um thanks so much for joining us on podcast on fifth ave we will see you next week and talk some playoff hockey.